0: I'm Dick Summer and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am sitting here in my big comfortable black leather papa chair in my living room. Watching my lady wonder wench giggle over there on the couch. (laughs) I I like watching her giggle and tonight, the uh, reason for the giggle is the fact that I may never again be able to get up from my big comfortable black leather papa chair because I have had my first real workout at the gym since we moved here, which was a long time ago. Actually, I didn't even really get to the gym. All I did was swim in their 25-meter-long pool. I did 800 meters, and I now have a real appreciation for the difference between a yard and a meter. You see, I found that a meter is approximately six miles longer than a yard. (laughs) I I gotta put this in context for you. I was in my ute, which is, is a, a Brooklyn word meaning young person. Anyway, at that time in my life, I was the chief lifeguard at Coney Islands, Section 4. I was, at that time, I think the term is ripped. In fact, there were days when I had paperwork to do in the lifeguard shack, but I, I felt it was my duty to go for a stroll along the beach because I looked so good. That <laughs> was then, this is now... I realized yesterday that I have spent a little too much time in my papa chair and I realized that because when I went to stand up and tighten my belt for an agonizing few seconds I couldn't find it and when I did tighten it I felt like was all of a sudden about two inches taller. this is a fairly recent development. Actually, it started with having a knee replacement a year or so ago, I told you about that. It was because I figured I was in enough pain from the operation that I didn't need to add to the pain by doing my push-ups and my bike ride, as Big Louie, his own bad self, the chief mustard gutter of the Louie Louie generation, always says, no pain, good. (laughs) So uh, the pain has receded over this past year or so. But I guess I've just gotten very used to my new exercise routine, which is every morning when I wake up, I go up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Okay, now the other eyelid. When you are a member of the Louie Louie generation as I am, following that kind of an exercise routine for any length of time is what eventually makes you distinctly visible on the pictures from Google Earth. You know, it gets harder to keep yourself in shape when you're a senior Louie Louie lad. If you go to a doctor, he's gonna scare the tendons off you. He's gonna say things like, well, call me if you're exercising and you notice that you happen to be lapsing into a lengthy coma or anything, and be sure you drink lots of water. Drink lots always, they're always telling you, doctors seem to think that humans were invented by water because water wanted a means of moving from one place to another. Fixed details. A bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. Should anyone ask you what part of the human anatomy expands to 12 times its relaxed size when directly stimulated, you can confidently tell them that it is the iris of your eye. Some people just have dirty minds. One-third of all women who have cats admit they carry more pictures of their cats in their purse than they do of their boyfriends or husbands. Well, this stands to reason many of the guys I see uh, aren't quite as attractive as a lot of the cats that I see. Works out. Smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that only 30% of humans can flare their nostrils. And I'll bet 100% of the guys listening right now are trying it while their girlfriends are rolling their eyes and slipping another picture of a cat into their purse. And by the way, yes, I am part of that 30%. I can flare my nostrils, and we don't have a cat. <laughs> Dicks to tails, they take your mind off your mind. It used to be that if you wanted to show off your muscles, you flexed your biceps, remember that? And it's It's changed. Now, a six-pack of abs is the price of admission to hunk hood. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, how important are abs, really? I mean, except for keeping your intestines from falling into your lap, what do you do with them? And I'm not questioning the importance of abs because I don't have any. I do have abs. Well, actually, I have an ab, one. I found it while I was in the shower one night, and I i found it. I ran out into the living room to show my lady Wonderwench, and she said, "'That's wonderful, dear.'" <laughs> and she said it. You know that kind of voice that means as soon as I leave the room, she's going to call our daughter Chris and giggle with her about it? And as I recall, Superman didn't have any noticeable abs, and he could fly without an airplane. just stuck his arms out in front, and he said, "'Up, up, and away!' I always wondered why he flew in that position. I'll bet it was just to impress Lois Lane. I mean, how impressed would she be if he just flew in a sitting position, like an airline passenger, you know, reading a magazine and eating a bag of really small pretzels? That's not impressive. And it brings to mind another interesting question, which is about the stealth bomber, the B-2 bomber. The plane is invisible to enemy radar. I figure that means the enemy guy is looking at his radar and he's going to make us report and it's have to go something like, well, I don't see any airplane, but there are these two guys in a sitting position at 40,000 feet traveling southeast at 600 miles an hour. <laughs> I don't know, I guess I, I just get weird pictures like that in my head when I'm totally exhausted. Going to the gym can do strange things to you. There's a story about that in the Night Connection's personal audio CD. story is called The Workout Woman. You're on a business trip. You always stay at hotels where there's a workout room. You're 32, married happily, and you want to keep the slim, beautiful body that your husband fell in lust with long before he fell in love with you. You're a no-nonsense woman. Right now, there's some kind of nonsense going on right about the same place inside you where you remember feeling a lot of trembling when you had your first crush. You like to start the day with a turn on the Nautilus machines, and then take a quick swim before breakfast. This morning, when you got to the workout room, there was a trace of a man's cologne in the air, but nobody was in the room. You started your workout and almost jumped out of your sweats when a quiet, smiling, deep male voice said, don't bend your back. The surprise made you let go of the machine, and the weights clattered to the floor. The owner of the voice came running around to see that you were all right. When he bent down to look at your face, you had the sudden and total attention of two very concerned blue eyes. He had a towel wrapped around his waist, and there was toothpaste on his upper lip and a toothbrush still in his hand. You laughed and said, I'm fine and the eyes laughed back as if to say you certainly are. He held out his hand to help you up and you took it automatically and his pull was so firm and strong that you lost your balance and you fell against him. He had a slim hard waist and a firm hairy chest and he was in no hurry to let you go and the towel wasn't much of a disguise for his sudden intense interest in you. You smiled sweetly and said hi I'm married. He just ...smiled and said, is your husband a jealous man? You gave him a great answer. You said, I don't give him reason to be jealous. He looked all the way into your eyes... ...and simply said, you are very beautiful. Then turned and walked away. Tonight the memory of him is in bed with you. Your body is on fire. And the more you try to convince yourself that this is silly and unimportant the more vulnerable you feel. Marriage has taught you about deep levels of trust and faith and security and safe arms in a warm house late at night. So you know you won't sleep with him tonight because you are faithful. But you also know that until tomorrow morning, you won't sleep at all. I always wonder about the guy involved in that story. I mean, how did he spend his night? I don't know if he was married or if he had a girlfriend or whatever, but, but if he was, did he call his wife or his girlfriend? And if he did, what did he do to get the sound of her laugh and the smell of her sweat out of his voice? That kind of thing gets stuck in the way you talk. Going to the gym can do strange things to your life and the lives of the people you love. That story is called The Workout Woman, and it's from the Night Connections Personal Audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com, download it from the Night Connections icon on the home page. And so it was that today I swam 800 meters and I can hardly move. It's about a, uh, a half a mile. That's all I could do. I I used to swim two miles three times a week. I don't know. Maybe if I swim backwards tomorrow, I'll come out having more energy instead of just getting so pooped. And I got to get back into some kind of shape that isn't round though, or I'm liable to get stuck here in my papa chair. And I am not going on one of those diets that are so strict that you can only burp from memory either. I also don't want to start wearing my stomach ankle length and start tripping over my chin, of course. And very importantly, I hear George Clooney is on the loose again, and I don't want my lady wonder wench to start reading over our wedding license looking for (laughs) loopholes. Actually, she's sitting over there on the couch giggling at me again. And you know, I like the way she giggles at me. I really like the way she she jiggles when she giggles. Mm. to sleep. Good night.